0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted in-game par- same-game parlays to live in-game mods on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportscalingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll Contest, $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are here with the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real. Villain, real. It's Ralph Furman Jr. here at your service and coming back for another day. You know, him. I got my co-host, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on?
1: Nothing much. Doing pretty well. Unfortunately, ended up losing the lock-in dog yesterday. Went with some player props. As for the size in total, I think I actually did okay. But I had a Lillard over for his points, and I, th- I think he shot like 8 for 20 from the floor. He-, he just really was not very good yesterday. He had a bunch of assists, yeah. but he couldn't get there for the points. And then I had Randall double-double. Uh, I liked his matchup against Utah. Didn't work out. But it was a pretty interesting day in the NBA. Uh, you had a couple of close games. Then you had Whatever the hell that was, as the late game on TNT, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But either way, a pretty decent card. If you back the sides and the totals on my side, I think you did relatively well.
0: How's your day <laughs> yeah. yesterday? Oh, man. I had, I mean, I just backed the Knicks yesterday and not because I'm a fan, but more of it's just this Utah Jazz team. Like the books keep telling me exactly what's going to happen in a Jazz game every time. Nine and two against the spread as a dog. One and three going into last night as a favorite against the spread. And guess what? They were favored by three and a half, four points. So what did I do? I took the Knicks because the Jazz just don't get it done as a favorite. And they did it. Knicks won outright. Very good play for me. And then last night, I mean, it's crazy because, like, I compare the Nets as to when you finally save that other person's name number in your phone or you start talking to them about your friends about them and they start acting up and start acting different and start switching up on you. That's 100% what the Nets did here because we were just talking about how good defensively the Nets were starting to look and become and really hold teams to get to. And then, boom, 153 points to the Kings. (laughs)
1: I did say yesterday that I was taking the Kings because I, I actually like what I've seen from Sacramento, and I did throw out there that even though the Nets looked good defensively against the Wizards, the Hornets with no Lamelo, and they looked good against the Clippers, we've roasted the Clippers offense all year long. So there were uh-huh. a couple of weaker offenses they got to face off against, which might have caused some of their defensive metrics without Steve Nash and Kyrie to be a lot higher than they truly deserve to be. But I like Sacramento because I picked them to go over their win total. I think they're a very mm-hmm. good team. And you're looking at their weapons. I know we're going to talk about the Nets in a second just because we kind of have to. They got mm-hmm. absolutely just smacked. The Kings kind of have a squad, and I like that team. Like I, I think that that team can – I don't want to say make the playoffs. I think they'll make the play-in minimum. <laughs> I like them. And we were worried about, Mac, uh, about Mike Brown. That's really the only concern we had about this team because the roster on paper is good. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Mike Brown is connected to the players. The offense isn't a typical Mike Brown offense where they're actually playing a bit of tempo. They actually look organized and they have a lot of shooting. Kevin Herter might be a hooper hooper. Like, he's good. Guy's good. Like, I don't think people talk about Kevin Herter enough, but Fox, we know, is really good. Sabonis what, is a good player. Both of them were quiet last night and they still scored 153. The Kings just have a lot of weapons. The team's pretty
0: good. Man, yeah. Kevin Herter's a man on a mission this year. And. I'm kind of just waiting for that shooting slump that he goes on because he always just finds a way to just go on a really weird shooting slump, but it's like, even
1: the peak's been higher than usual. Yeah. Like he's,
0: he, he's been really, really good this year. Uh, two 25 plus games, a few 20 point games, a lot of threes on the, over the course of the season. Yeah. He's, He's doing it. He's doing it. And this Kings team is playing up to, you know, higher than my expectation for the start of the season. I'm still not going to go out there and say I think that they're a good team, but they're getting it done. I
1: had them with 38 wins before the season, so that still seems about right for me. Yeah, I I
0: think I I had them on the under of their win. So I thought it'd be close, but I still thought they would go under. But um, no, they are winning games, and that's all that matters in the NBA. Uh, Only thing else I want to talk about last night was – I mean, Luka versus the Clippers is just the automatic points over no matter how high they set the number. It was at 32 and a half last night, still still cashed it. What Luka do you have goes you, off you against 35 the, 37
1: in the 35 or 37?
0: 35. Okay. Yeah, Luka goes off against the Clippers. I don't know how the Mavs ended up blowing that lead last night but and you know allowed the Clippers to get this close. But, again, another Clippers team total under. Um, another under for the game for them. I mean, it's really not hard to just – What's that? Three? Three times they've gone over on the coast of this season, and they played, what is that, 15 games? So
1: Yeah, I know one was against Houston. One was against Cleveland, where they had a really good game. But I'm trying to remember who the third one was against. But the Clippers can't score. And it was a really funny game, by the way, if you had the under, because I know that all three of us on the show yesterday gave it out. And you had 70 points in the fourth quarter. And the game
0: still went under. <laughs> still went under, still like, went under.
1: Really wasn't even close. It's seventy points. That's in insane. Quarter,
0: but yeah, it is actually insane. All right, um, man, that's a that is a bet that just keeps on giving, man. Like that is a bet that just keeps on giving. Three and twelve over the course of the season. We're just gonna keep riding that. We're, I was
1: on, I was on the under yesterday, just because I know Dallas plays extremely slow. The Clippers want to play slow as well. And both teams defensively are pretty good. Mm. Luka hit that ridiculous, I don't even know what to call it, a Dirk fade on steroids. I don't know what the hell that was to ice the game down the stretch. But you're just looking at how these teams play each other, and that's why I kind of lean to the Clippers. These teams just kill each other. And usually it's a nail-biter that's a rock fight.
0: Usually. Yeah. All right, before we get into the 10-game slate breakdown, i got to talk to you about WinBet because Win is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You have online sports betting, casino play, all exclusive rewards. You have the WinBet win hour, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, every Thursday, to get the marquee games of the week for the best price out. Great promos, odds, and payouts. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash to claim your free bet today. Offer such a change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21, older, and present in the state. where played. play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into the slate. Let's start with our first game. We have the Indiana Pacers going to play the Charlotte Hornets minus two and a half is the line for the Charlotte Hornets. 233 and a half is the total. <laughs> Looking here, injury wise, and we have Dennis Smith Jr., who was doubtful for this game, and Tyrese Halliburton, who is questionable for the Indiana Pacers. Scott, Indiana's getting two and a half in Charlotte. What are you doing?
1: So, for the total in this game, by the way, uh, they're expecting a track meet because it went from like 2:31 to 2:33. So yep. if you want to back the line movement there and go at the over, I'll be the last person to stop you. I'll tell you that much. Uh, just based on how Indiana's played this season, for this matchup, I think I'm going to lean to Charlotte. I, I kind of have to with Halliburton being questionable, but I do like Charlotte in this spot anyway. They got LaMelo back. LaMelo's always torched Indiana. He's always done very well against this team. And I do think that LaMelo is going to be able to do whatever he wants because Indiana wants to run. LaMelo wants to run, too. And my favorite play in this game is actually a player prop. I like LaMelo over seven assists. It's at like minus 132. I think he's got a good shot at a double-double. I like plus 160. But for this matchup, I'm going to lean to Charlotte. I do like when Indiana's kind of done this season uh i'm not sure if they're tanking hard enough they'll work on it midway through the season i'm sure mm-hmm. but i am going to link to charlotte this team had some expectations because they made the play in last year then they were missing their best three players for the most of the season mm-hmm. and now they're still missing two of them but Lamelo's back they won the game against orlando i'll take charlotte at home i think the home crowd is going to help them out but mostly i'm just expecting Lamelo to have a great game tonight Maybe a borderline triple-double watch. Maybe. I like double-double, though, at plus 160. <laughs> Do you think they stop Lamelo here? Because I really don't know how they're supposed to.
0: No, they don't. Even la- last year, I called LaMelo killed- triple-double in this spot. I called yeah. the triple-double in this spot, and I said, hey, let's bet his triple-double. And I think it was a pretty – like, this is back when he was still getting a pretty nice price. I'm for sure it was probably like
1: 18 or 20 something or $1. Yeah,
0: I can't remember what it was. It's somebody that bet it and dm me. And if you're – I can't remember who it is. my fault. I apologize. But just send me a message. I remember he he told me, hey, I bet LaMelo last night, and, you know, we he got the triple-double. Yeah, no, I mean – Let's just run through the last game log, the last few game logs. You got 29, 10, and 13, 21, 12, and 19, 32, 11, and 8, 31, 9, and 7. Like, you have to go back to January 2021 to get a decent game. And he still had 16, 6, and 7. Like, come on. You know, he just goes off against this team. Like, he has really good games against the Pacers, and I'm not going to fade that now. And if Lamello's out there and he's going off, you know, I like this Pacers team, but I, I like them more as a home dog rather than a road dog. But like who's going getting- to guard him
1: if Halliburton doesn't play? You're going to throw TJ McConnell on him? Like, what What are you supposed to do? You throw Buddy Heald on him? I don't think anybody
0: can guard him. I don't that's, think anybody can guard him at all. I don't all. think
1: they can either. I don't think Halliburton's a very good defender. I think that's the next step in his growth. But in general, at least he has height. Like, Lomelo's what, 6'5", 6'6"? Uh, might be 6'7". That's what I'm saying. I don't know who's supposed to guard him if Halliburton doesn't play.
0: Yeah, pretty sure he's 6'7". Uh, yeah, man, I'm not. I I I can't fade Lamelo against the the Pacers. This is just too good for him. I like his points. I like points, rebounds, and assists. I like seven and a triple half triple double for
1: is very low.
0: I like triple double. I like rebounds. Well, maybe not rebounds. I like points and assists more than yeah. because he does have Miles Turner in the game this time, and yeah, so but- that is something a little bit different that he's not used to seeing. He's not used to seeing Miles Turner in the paint. So I I do like the assist play the best. Uh, then I would put points and then rebounds and of course you know I like any combination that you can do with all of it. It's it's Lamelo night, like it's Lamelo night. Double
1: double at one sixty, I think is so a very nice, a very nice plus price.
0: I think you have to ladder him tonight though
1: for points or for assists.
0: For points, I mean, oh assists would be good too. That's probably. That's I'm curious probably what the price really is nice for like price.
1: twelve plus and whatever. Yeah, let me see I, what we
0: got. Let's see. All right, let's see. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's see what we get the better price on.
1: Okay, so Lamello assists for 10 plus is plus 194.
0: And uh, for, for you said 194? 194 for
1: is for 10. For 12 it's 550.
0: Oh yeah. Point the assist is the better is nice. play. Because is nice. Because you're getting much. 22 and a half for his points and then you're getting plus one to forty for twenty five and uh plus four ten for thirty. So yeah I think we play the assist ladder.
1: I think it's worth it just for the actual
0: value. But Lamello's plus 150. 2-1, to one, plus 550, and he's gotten uh, 13, 9, 8, 7, and 7 in the last five games. I think, yeah, I think that's, pretty, that's a pretty solid bet. I, like
1: I also that. think it's a good price for the assist for 10-plus because you're looking at double-double, and it's roughly plus 160. But we talked about how he had a triple-double last time out, but Miles Turner, I believe, wasn't in the lineup for that game. So we're not exactly certain on rebounds. So 10-plus assists, you toss points in the garbage, and you don't have to worry about the rebounding because you probably won't get 10 rebounds anyway, and you're picking up an extra 40 cents
0: yeah, just for I the like assists.
1: I, I feel like that's border one and auto bet at 190-something. That's just a great value play. All
0: right. I like it. We're both on the over, I presume.
1: I'm definitely on Charlotte team total over. Uh, I I don't know if I can really take the full game over if I don't know if Halliburton's going to play or not. Mm -hmm. Halliburton really does everything for that team. So I might have to stay away from the full game. I do like Charlotte team total over. I like Charlotte in the game. I I think that Charlotte is mispriced because a lot of their stats are with LaMelo out of the lineup. And now he gives them an actual ball handler or some facilitation. And I do think that's going to be a big boost here. Two and a half. Halliburton is so damn good. I don't know how many points you think Halliburton's worth. I think it's got to be at least two or three. So I'll take Charlotte here. I think this line's way too short for a team that historically has a pretty good home court advantage.
0: Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have... The Minnesota Timberwolves going to play the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Minus six on the road for the Timberwolves. 226 is the total. Come up from 223.5. Injury report here. Paula mancaro is questionable. Wendell Carter Jr. also. Excuse me. Wendell Carter Jr. is also questionable. I mean, is there... Is it just as easy as if those guys play, we like Orlando, because Minnesota sucks?
1: I'm not really sure what to think about this game. because Orlando's been sneakily good at home this season. They've beaten some teams. The Warriors win, I don't even know how much that means, because the Warriors are still 0 on the highway. So I don't know yeah. if that means that that win's actually inflated. Uh, do we know if is going to be in the lineup or not?
0: No, it's questionable.
1: Okay, so he's questionable. Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable which is huge because Gobert yeah. might walk into 15 rebounds if he doesn't play. Uh, Cole Anthony's still out. The usual suspects are out. Uh, but I think I have to actually lean to Minnesota. The fact that a line movement has come in on the Timberwolves and Wendell Carter's questionable does not make me feel great about Orlando's front-line depth in this game. They're mm-hmm. an elite rebounding team, and they should be because they have Bull Bull and Carter Jr., and they're both around like 10 rebounds a game. But I think I'm going to take Minnesota here. It's a spot where even though this team is underachieved, and I don't even like this team that much, I do think Orlando, if any of their centers are out, Gobert might just single-handedly dominate the glass in this game and go for like a 20-rebound game. I'm going to go with Minnesota here. I think that Edwards could have a very good game. D'Angelo Russell has been awful, but maybe he he could be decent here. I think I'm just going to lean to Minnesota because I really do think with Boncaro and Carter missing and the line movement attached to it, maybe there's a little bit of inside information if he's going to mm-hmm. be act- if, on the likelihood of him playing or not. I'm going to lean Minnesota, but you better believe I'm not betting my hard-earned money on Minnesota. So <laughs> i just lean Timberwolves, but I'm not going to bet it. You?
0: Uh, no, I think I'm going the other way with the Magic. Okay. And I'm, okay. I'll take my chances with the injury report. And Paul and Carroll's been out for a little while. Hopefully, he's able to come back for this one. Do you Definitely would love goal. to have, huh? Yeah.
1: Do you blindly take the over and Gobert rebounds of like 12 and a half and maybe ladder it if Wendell's not in the lineup, or
0: no? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I would ladder it. I think I take it. I don't know if I ladder okay. it. I do. Like I still the think they have half. a lot of big bodies that they can throw at him. Now, is he sh- probably stronger and a better rebounder than all those guys? Yeah, but I still think. Just, you know, throwing the size at him can slow him down. And so Mm. you have Wendell Carter potentially. You have Bull Bull still. You have Obama's coming off the bench still. Like, you have size. You have people you can throw at him. Franz Wagner Wagner is still a, you know, damn near seven-footer. So you got size that you can throw at him. And that's the thing that I like about this Orlando Magic team. And I just trust them better at home in this spot than I trust Minnesota, to be honest. I don't know if I can get into two possessions with laying with this Minnesota team that just looks really, really bad. Like I I can see them winning this game and winning this game on like a last second shot or possession, go ahead, field goal or something like that and getting up and, and walking away with a win but not being happy with their performance. Like that just kind of feels like how Minnesota's been for the past couple weeks. So yeah, give me, I'll take the Orlando Magic and the points. I don't know if i I don't feel as confident a money line play, but I think Orlando first half, I would play Orlando first half for sure because Orlando's been pretty decent in the first half. I know they dropped the last one, but over the course of the season, they've been pretty decent in the first half, and Minnesota has been slow in the first half of the game. So yeah, I'll take uh, Orlando. In the first half, I like that. That's a pretty decent play, but I like Orlando for the game with the points. Well,
1: I I will ask since I mentioned Gobert, maybe not for laddering rebounds, but I do like his over 12.5. If Wendell doesn't play, if Wendell's out, are you blindly betting a bull, bull, double, double?
0: Mm, Yeah, probably. Okay, probably just
1: throwing it out there. Might definitely, be,
0: an, definitely an over on his point. rebounds. Definitely yeah. over on his rebounds. They're normally set at like eight and a half. So yeah, and
1: he's been a good rebounder this year. So
0: yeah, he has. He has. He's outplayed. He played Mobama to the bench. Mobama yeah. was the starter last year. Like they, he played him to the bench. Very, oh, so tell very, me, great that, great oh, that's right.
1: If Carter Jr. doesn't play, then you're going to get Bomba minutes. That's going to be fun.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to okay. be a fun
0: cool. slate for sure. Let me just see
1: the price uh, <laughs> for the rebounds there. A double double. I don't have one for ball. Uh go Bears minus 185, but I'd rather just take the rebounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game on the slate. We have oh wait, do we talk to did we talk about total? 225 and a half. I don't,
1: I don't know what to think about that total, to be honest. I don't really have much of a strong opinion on that. I think I'm leaning under. Orlando at home's been a pretty decent defensive team, and offensively, yeah. they don't they don't exactly play that up tempo. Minnesota's offense has been really bad with its current starting five. they have no spacing, which we expected during the offseason. I think I'm going to lean to the under. I just expect more of a defensive slugfest for portions of this game than what most people expect. Uh, To quote Terrell half the time, uh, if there's one bad quarter, you're overscrewed. And I think hey, I was just about to say that. I know <laughs> that's one of your signatures. <laughs> hey, so.
0: I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the under on this one. That's funny. I was literally prepping that in my head for me to come out and say that. All I, right, I knew you were. That's why I
1: said it. That, that's my point. <laughs> All
0: right, next game on the slate, we have the Boston Celtics going to play the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta minus three for the Celtics. Two thirty-five and a half is the total injury report for these two teams and we have Malcolm Brogdon. Whoop the whoop. Questionable. And Marcus Smart, who is probable for this game. So, huh. It's going to be problems with them Boston Celtics this year. I'm not playing. (laughs) I don't know why I've been saying, I've been quoting that video this whole day. It's been hilarious. Because you you can (laughs) And probably because they didn't cover the 12 against the OKC Thunder. Like I said, they wouldn't like <laughs> and they were Celtics fans are really, really like one. They were hoping for the spread to hit so they could come tell me like, oh, here you go. They had
1: no chance of hitting the entire game, but I watched the fourth quarter. They they smacked yeah. in the fourth. But yeah, they, they did. It was a very
0: and look, I was sitting there. I was saying, hey, at this point, they're just hoping for a money line win. Like I yeah, hope you just get a money line win out of this. But I hate for the Thunder to had won that game and me not gave them out of my dog. So I was kind of pulling for a Celtics win as well. Uh, Here we go. Getting three in Atlanta. I mean, I know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it yet. I just I mean it's a whole it's a home game for Atlanta with a big Eastern Conference rival coming in like mm. I, they just show up for those spots. Like I don't know how to explain it, but Atlanta just shows up for those spots. Very very good win on the road against Milwaukee. Like completely shut me up, 100% shut me up. I thought Milwaukee was going to bury them that game with Giannis coming back and all that. No, Atlanta really really good showing in that game on the road. Now you're coming back to Boston. My only fear for this really isn't a handicap to what either one of these two teams do on the court. But it is that I do know Orlando, not Orlando, but Atlanta to fade in spot like in big spots like this where they just got a big win. I I do expect them to fade against another really good team that they're playing, especially back to back. So nervous about that. However, I do like what DeJounte Murray's add to this team, not only offensively, but defensively as well. Like, he's just been a really big, long body that can get his arm in the lane and come up with a lot of turnovers for this team. I think he's actually – let me see where he's at in the league in turnovers. I'm pretty sure he's up there. Like, it feels like he gets almost two steals a game.
1: Yep. He's definitely up there. I think Dennis Smith Jr. was actually leading the league for a bit there. I'm not sure if he still does, but Dejounte is definitely tied up there.
0: second. Tied second for steals. Yes, Dennis Smith Jr. right here. So, so first awesome. is OG and OB, two point seven steals per game. Then Luca. SGA, and, De- and Murray are all 2.1. And I don't know then, how the hell
1: is there, but that's... Yeah, Luca.
0: it just feels like he just <laughs> he's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Like when James Harden was leading the league in assists for, not assists, but in steals for a little bit, it just felt like he's in the right place at the right time. <laughs> and then Dennis Virginia at 5 at 1.9. So, I really do like what DeJounte Murray's really, really added to this team. and It's been more than just being able to be another ball handler behind Trey Young. And I think that they have, you know, what it takes to upset Boston, but the issue is what are they going to be able to do inside the paint? Like, those guys are going to have to be able to get inside the paint and really challenge Al Horford, Grant Williams, like all the bigs, quote-unquote bigs, that Boston has. The slashers for this team, uh, you know, when we talk about Clint Capella, when he's able to and when they can get the ball to him, they got to really go in and attack the paint against the Boston Celtics. That's how you beat this Boston Celtics team, by attacking the paint. If you try to take them at, from the perimeter, that's where you fuck up, and they can really lock in on their half-court sets.
1: The main concern I have for Boston in this matchup was just how awful the perimeter defense was against Shea. He's the only weapon on the entire team, and he still went for 37. And it was a comfortable 37, too. Like, Shea yeah, got... No, he was he was wanted. cooking
0: them. He was cooking them.
1: So I am worried about how they're going to end up guarding Trey Young and DeJounte in this game, my favorite play is the over. I mm-hmm. just expect a lot of points in this game. Boston offensively has been really, really good. Defensively, they've left a little bit to be desired. And Atlanta is kind of similar. Defensively, they've been okay, but I expect to see a lot of points in this game. Uh, to track the actual line movement here, the total has gone up from 232.5 to 235.5, which is just a ridiculous high a ridiculously high total. But it's a three-point line move, and I kind of like it. I like the over. I just see a lot of points being scored here. If each team got to 120, would you be surprised? Probably not.
0: No, no. Uh, Where's my handy-dandy calculator? These two teams, you have Boston giving up 114.1 points per game and Atlanta giving up 113.1. That is 19 and 16, respectively. Not very well. And that's over the course of the season. I didn't even break it down. Yeah. You know, how I normally break it down. That includes the bad teams that they played against. Yeah. Well, you uh, last five games and you have Atlanta has come up to 109, but they had that really good win against Milwaukee and Boston 112. yeah. Yeah. Both of these teams pretty decent. It's not like Boston last year and really not even last year, but the second half of last year where they were clear and beyond the best defensive team in the league. And it's because they had Robert Williams back that's really hurting them. Like, that's really hurting them. I don't think enough people are talking about it. Because
1: they're 11-3, so nobody cares. But I think that long-term, this team is going to be an absolute force. So we'll see what happens.
0: But- Drew in the chat asked, uh, Trey Young, double-double, Hawks win, underdog play.
1: What, well, I'll ask you, do you like the assist more for Young or
0: the points? Uh, man, the double, I I, yeah. I want to say that I don't like the points, but it's just what I saw them let. Like they let SGA. She did do whatever that. the hell he wanted that entire. Like game. they really let SGA do that. So I, um, I think the assist is still yeah. a pretty good move. Like I think the assist is still a pretty good move. And what I'll say is, is because of Clint Capella, mm-hmm. and I can just see him being able to find Clint Capella for, you know, at least half of his assist on easy dump off passes. So yeah, I like the I like the double double play.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of just looking at his points here uh, for Trey. Historically, he's been good against Boston. Last year, the shooting numbers weren't great, but he still managed to get to 30. But his last couple of games here, 31-30, 21-18, 33-31, 40-34. So he has done well uh, against the Celtics in the past. Yeah. I know Boston's a better defensive team now than they were potentially like two two years ago or so. But I think Trey should have a pretty big game here. From what I saw defensively, Boston on the perimeter definitely leaves a lot to be desired. Brogdon being out is definitely a big reason for that. But yeah. I do think you'll end up seeing Boston keep this game very, very close. Boston could win the game, but I know they've also won a bunch of games in a row. I'll lean to Atlanta in a town, but I am going to go with the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. Uh,
0: how do I not bet Chase and Tatum today?
1: Uh Are you looking for an actual response to that? Are you being rhetorical? I I, I wouldn't bet against
0: him at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just really, really good right now. The
1: only argument would be if you actually think that, like, DeAndre Hunter can make life difficult for him, which I'm not sure if he can, but either him or Jalen Brown are going to go off. I'm assuming it's Tatum, maybe both, but I guess your argument is maybe it's the Jalen Brown game instead of Tatum. Maybe I
0: think it's both, man. I think this might is just be. one of those spots where it's just it's literally those two against the Hawks. Like I think this is one of those spots.
1: Are you just blindly taking overs with like Tatum, Young, Brown, and Murray, and you're just expecting all what's four guys to?
0: What's a what's a good way to play that? Uh, we could. Dude, Jason Tatum for
1: 30. I think his points number is like 30 and a half. So that's basically. Yeah. Where...
0: Yeah. It's minus one. It's minus minus one thirty for 30. Jason Tatum for 30. J- Trey Young for 30. Jalen Brown for 25. Dejounte Murray for 25. Where's that? 18 to one. 18
1: that's
0: not to one. bad. That's not yeah. bad. Feels very, very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Jason Tatum thirty, Trey Young thirty, Jalen Brown twenty five, Dejounte Murray twenty
1: five. What's Murray twenty? Just to play it a little bit safer. That's probably still going to be like I, twelve.
0: To hey, I'm so glad that we were both thinking the same thing. Because as soon as I said Dejounte Murray twenty five, I'm like, oh, that's a little high. Let, let me high. see what twenty is. What, what's twenty? 20? Like twenty puts one? it puts it down to ten to one. Okay, I still like that. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not bad. Or like. You, the can, total's you, can, you can play with the last one. You can play with the last yeah. one. You could do, you know, Trey assists. You could do Clint Capella rebounds. I'm just again, saying, total is
1: 235 and a half. Like, somebody's going to have to score. Just take the four best players on the court.
0: Yeah, like, centers against the the Celtics have been good for a long time. So, that's a good play. Clint Capella for 15 points. is What's Clint Capella's – what does Clint Capella do against this team? Uh, uh, let me pull that up. All right. Um, because plus two plus 280 for 15, Like I can really just see a bunch of dump-offs to Capella, and he gets easy looks at the basket.
1: Okay, so Capella against Boston, uh, he has scored less than 10 points in each of the last five meetings, but Robert Williams, oh. of course, was in the lineup, so I don't know if that okay. matters. Uh, for rebounds, 11-17, 7-12, 9-16, 13-9, 19-17. Okay. That's the entire up court. and down.
0: Yeah, a little oh. up and down, but he still puts up numbers against them. Well, that's okay.
1: why Lynch has been playing well. I've been calling them to give Capella more minutes, and he's been playing well since he's gotten more minutes. So,
0: yeah. all right, that's enough of that. Uh, did we talk about total? We said over, right? I'm pretty. I'm sure. Not I taking,
1: I'm not taking the under. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: much. it's money coming in on under. I don't know why, but the total keeps going up, so a little bit of reverse line movement there. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have. The Miami Heat going to play the Toronto Raptors and Toronto minus one and a half for the Heat. 216 is the total injury report. Has Gary Trent Jr. questionable, Fred Van Fleet questionable, Otter Porter Jr. out. And these two teams have played twice already in a back-to-back game set. Miami won the first game, 112 to 109. And Toronto won the second game, 98 to 90. Both of them played in Miami. (laughs) All right. Pretty simple for me. This is not the spot where I'm taking heat as a favorite on the route.
1: I'm I'm looking at the under as well in this game. I I just see these two teams who play solid defense usually, and they take pride Mm -hmm. defensively, having a bit of a rock fight here. I like Toronto at home. Uh, I know that some injury concerns, of course, with Siakam being out are present. But still, Miami has not been trustworthy all year long. And they might be missing Van Vliet. They might be missing Gary Trent. So I can understand, I guess, why Miami is a slight favorite. Adebayo is questionable, though, and Hero's already out. So both players are, both teams are missing players. Yep. I like the under. Uh, I think you're going to end up seeing a war uh, with both teams missing some key players. Pieces offensively now. Adebayo missing defensively is a big deal, yeah. uh, so you kind of have to hope the defense can keep it together. But I just see this game being a bit of a rock fight here. I'll but even
0: even here. with you know Adebayo, it's Toronto's missing some pieces, so I do think that they take a little step back offensively. That's what I, that's what now I'm getting, I, I don't like our yeah. team at this spot, and they're so getting, although, but you know, they I still know. get the contributions. Chris Boucher, Chris yeah. Boucher, <laughs> for some people. Uh he he did really really well last game and did a double double give right
1: them
0: I think he did have a double double. I know he scored a bunch of points and he he was just able to add another spark and he's one of those guys that when people are out for this Toronto Raptors team you look for their props like you look for their props cuz you know they're going to come in next man up mentality and be able to add to the team. So yeah no I'm on Toronto here. I'm not taking Miami as a favorite. I think Toronto has the depth even though it's not like they can go 10 deep on their team. Well, well, they can, but they don't. It's not like I'm looking for that, but the depth of players being able to step up when everybody is out, when you know you have a Van Fleet that's out, when you have a Gary Jr. that's out, they have guys that step up and give those same contributions. So, yeah, I love Toronto in this spot. Give me Toronto plus one and a half.
1: Yeah, and I do think if you want to talk about some props here, I really love the Scotty Barnes rebounds here. Or maybe a Thad young, because you're looking at Miami's injury report from just the center position. Atabayo's questionable, Deadman's questionable. I mean, Haslam's technically on the team, but he's out, and Yurtsevin's still hurt. So, who the hell does Miami have as a center if everyone's not going to play? Yeah, Atabayo, Deadman, Haslam, technically, and Yurtsevin all might not play.
0: They don't if have they, anybody. They, not even like not even that. If they're missing just one of. Out of bio and Detman because they're the only two that's been playing this part in the season. Yeah, if they're missing just point. one of those, that's a really big loss.
1: <laughs> I got to look up what the Scotty Barnes rebounds are because I think he could be a really sneaky play here for a double double or I don't want to say triple double, but somebody's going to have to wait. He, he the ball. stand,
0: he hangs around the room. He likes to hang around the room, get a bunch of rebounds. I could, I could, you could very much sell me on a ladder of Scotty Barnes today on his rebound prop.
1: Unfortunately, I don't see any player props because of the injury concerns, but if. People in Miami's front court are missing. Somebody's going to have to rebound, and that's kind of why I like Toronto. Toronto really should clean up on the glass if a couple of the players I just mentioned don't play.
0: And if Tyler Hero plays, I like Tyler Hero rebounds because he's already out. Oh, is he already out? They already announced Hero being out. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see that part. My bad.
1: Hero's out. Adebayo's the questionable one. In fact, Hmm. Hero didn't even travel. So there's a zero percent chance. Then
0: Jimmy. Then on the. On the Miami side of ball, Jimmy would be the next... I think he's the next best rebounder on the team. I was going to say, I like game. Jimmy
1: rebounds if we're going to play that game, but... Yeah. Do you blindly bet triple-double just hoping the assists find a way, but you kind of assume the rebounds will?
0: Yeah, I think I would play both double-double and triple-double and just say that, well, I have a, I feel like I have a really good chance of double-double hitting, and then the triple-double hits, I just, you know, clean up.
1: I'm curious what the price would be on Butler because I don't have it in front of me. If it's anywhere north of, like... 20-something to one, I'd probably just take a flyer on it, you know? 50 bucks yeah. to win a grand, something like that. Yeah, throw it out yeah. There.
0: we'll probably have to look into that later. Alright, we're both on the under for this game. Yeah, next, game like on, next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bears going to play the Bulls. New Orleans Pelicans. I'm minus Bulls. three for the Pelicans. You huh? said the Bears. Oh, I said the Bears? You said the Bears. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Man, that's awkward. Uh, I don't know what to happen. Let's go to commercial break. <laughs> All right. And we're back with the Chicago Bulls going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. That's hilarious. I said the Bears. That's funny. By
1: the way, so. did you skip the Thunder game by any chance?
0: Uh, No, we haven't gotten there yet.
1: Did oh, okay. We? I wasn't no. sure if you were going chronological order or by rotation number. So,
0: did, we? did I skip the Thunder game?
1: That game's at seven, so that's why I'm wondering.
0: Oh, I did skip that game. Whoops. All right, Well, we'll come back to that. Let's talk about Chicago and New Orleans. Uh, Minus three for New Orleans coming off a back-to-back. Just got a win against the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Zion did not play. And for the Bulls, injury report here, Kobe White out. He's going to be missing some time. Uh, That's about it for Chicago that I see.
1: Are we just expecting a tag team here where Zion plays and Ingram doesn't or something stupid?
0: That's kind of what I'm expecting Man. with New Orleans, isn't it? That would, yeah. It sounds sounds about it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Ingram out. They do be trying to load manage him a little bit. Why am I – they matched up earlier this season. That's what I forgot to say. These two teams matched up earlier this season, and that game ended in a wh- – a win by Chicago, one oh one fifteen No, a win by New Orleans, 115 to 111. 115 to 111. That was the score of that game in Chicago. That's what I was trying to say. It was in Chicago, one by New Orleans, 115, 111. New Orleans covered the two point line in that one. I don't know. I just, I find it, I, I kind of find it hard to not back the Bulls.
1: I'm I'm with you on this one. I don't want to face – I don't want to – especially this early at 11 o'clock Eastern time, I'm not taking the Pelicans and not knowing if they're going to play some shenanigans with the injury report. So Yeah. I like them at the Smoothie Kings Center. Like, I, I do think that they have a good home court. But mm-hmm. if, if I'm not going to know who's going to play, I'll lean to Chicago because I know after not playing yesterday, you will be getting Levine and DeRozan. And at that point, you kind of just take your chances.
0: And that's like – you're getting them on rest and yeah. Levine – you don't have to worry about Levine. Like he's all there's. They said already they're going to make sure he's rested before every game. Mm-hmm. And so, I just think that's going to be too much firepower. Like I think this this is going to be a little bit different, and that's why I'm on the over this time around. Like I, I think this is going to be a little different than that first matchup, and Chicago's going to do a lot more scoring on their end. One just because of the rest factor, but also they understand that this this. Pelicans team can put up points like they can run up the score on somebody and they can get comfortably in that one fifteen and one seventeen range. And so you're going to need to go in there and put up one hundred twenty points if you expect to beat them. Yeah, I think I think Chicago comes out here aggressive. I think they come out fast. They've had a really good record uh, in the third quarter. Chicago third quarter has been a really good bet this year. It's revenge
1: game so, yeah. to New Orleans at home like about yeah, what, it just a, week, feels a like week and a half ago.
0: And and while Orleans coming off a of back-to-back, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like a pretty obvious Chicago spot here, which makes it a little chalky. But, yeah, let's just go Chicago plus three.
1: And I do buy into that revenge narrative because they got being on their home floor. And it was relatively mm-hmm. recent, so the wound is relatively fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played on the ninth. So they've had about a week off exactly after losing to New Orleans at home. I do think Chicago gets up for this game, maybe more than some other games on the calendar. And I think they'll probably break even. So. I'm going to lean to Chicago as
0: well. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the game that we skipped. The Oklahoma City Thunder going to play the Washington Wizards. Four, we're not going to spend much time on this, are
1: we? are just taking Thunder money line, and we're just going to let it ride at this point.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you would. I thought you were saying that like you were on Washington. No, no, no yeah, of course 100%. It's not. Like, Oklahoma right, City is so,
1: just a fun underdog team.
0: Four, minus four and a half for Washington, 229 is the total. Trey Mann is out. Darius Baisley is out. Uh, Beal's back in. Yeah, I was just about to ask. Is Beal back in? Yeah, he's back. He's officially off the injury report, so he will be playing. All right. Well, I mean, if you're on Washington, that that's the reason why you got Bradley Beal back. But, I mean... They were kind of decent without him randomly. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, they did have a little bit of a run. I just, I don't know, man. I just can't fade OKC as dogs, man. I am <laughs> like, so hard.
1: Beal is off health and safety protocol. Does that mean that he actually had it, or does that just mean that he was in close contact? Like, I, I don't Could even be. know. I think it's there. both.
0: Yeah, I think it's both. Like, That's what I'm saying.
1: Both. So I don't know for certain if he had it or not. So even if he is back, am I a bit worried about his first game back off of potential COVID? Kinda. I kind of am. We've seen that impact players in the past. I'm not sure if that's going to impact Beal in this game, or maybe he was just in contact with somebody who had it, but Mm -hmm. he missed about a week, so I'm assuming he did have it. I I don't feel great about assuming Beal's going to just hit the ground running post-COVID, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma City because I don't think anybody on Washington can actually guard the guy. I I think Shea's going to go for another 35. Giddy might have another great game, but Oklahoma City most importantly just finds a way to keep games close against really good teams. Boston's yeah. eleven and three; they've been killing teams, and yet OKC was in there winning for about three quarters in the Garden. Like I, I think the Thunder are just a good underdog team.
0: Yeah, I mean they and they've been doing this like for the past couple of years now. I just. If I'm getting SGA in the lineup, you're going to you have to have a very, very good case for me not to take OKC, at least with the points. And I can still see this as like literally a one possession game coming. And I'm still throwing
1: lineup. out the Beal information just to add another uh, more food for thought. If he is coming off of COVID and it's his first game off COVID. Once again, I'm not assuming he's going to look that sharp.
0: Yeah. All right. Total at 229
1: okc okay, has been such a good over team, but I don't think Washington's offense is that good. Like that, that's really the problem that I'm that I have here. I think I'm gonna uh, lean to the under, but I, I I really don't know. The Thunder have had so many high scoring games. I it's really tough for me.
0: Trey Man being out is concerned. Yeah. Well, no, it hurts because he can give you 10. He can give you a good 10 off the bench and maybe more. Uh
1: I'm going to check the line movement on the total here.
0: Uh, it it's went up Three points. Yeah, it went, yeah up three points. it went
1: up from 225 and a half to roughly 228 or 229. It's either because of OKC's recent form or because of Beal being back. Uh, there is roughly 70% of money on the over, so it has been a pretty popular pick here.
0: Yeah, I'm still uh, going to back the over. OKC's just been really good scoring the ball recently. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not going to play the total, but I'll lean to the under. Uh, just kind of hoping that Beal has an off game and that kind of kills the overall offense for Washington.
0: Yeah, I'm on SGA props again, <laughs> of course. Kind of have to be at this point. Have they even, I wonder, are these out right now? Is he out? Uh,
1: I saw last night it was like 28 and a half or 29 and a half.
0: said 29. Okay, so they're moving it up. It yeah, was, he was at 27 and a half for so long. Now he's at 29 and a half. All right. They're starting to make me consider not doing it. Still going to do it though. Next game on the site, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers going on the road to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow, something weird happened on my tongue there. Minus four and a half for the Bucks. 237 and a half with the total. Down two points from 219 and a half. These are two of the best defensive teams in the league. Injury report we have. Dean Wade, doubtful. Jared Allen is out with an ankle injury. Donovan Mitchell is questionable with an ankle injury. Milwaukee, we have Grayson Allen, who is doubtful. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere he's not playing. Uh, Wesley Matthews is out. AJ Green is questionable. Drew Holiday is questionable. Pat Connington is questionable. So, Possibly could be getting some reinforcements, also losing some people in the rotation. Milwaukee, Jared Allen, big loss for Cleveland. However, last year Cleveland found ways to win without different people, uh, different players, whether it was Allen, Mobley, or out Al- or uh Garland, all finding ways to be out. They still found ways to win games last year. This is the Milwaukee Bucks, though, minus four and a half. Scott, what are you doing?
1: This is why the injury report in the NBA is a real pain in the ass. It's because Mitchell's questionable and Holiday's questionable. So I don't know what the hell to expect in this game. Like I think Mitchell's extremely valuable. Garland goes for a 50-piece, and they still lose to Minnesota. So I I don't really know what to expect in this game because I'm not sure who's going to play for both teams. But I'm blindly going to like Garland over if Mitchell's out. Am I blindly taking either Kevin Love or Mobley rebounds with Allen out of the lineup? I think I have to, right? I mean, somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to rebound the ball. Uh, so I, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I really can't give a thought on this game because I don't know who's playing for both teams. So I kind of have to pass. It's why the NBA injury reports are real, really just annoying because you don't know who's going to play until an hour before the game half the time. But I guess I'm leaning to Milwaukee because I don't know if Mitchell's playing. If Mitchell is playing, I actually will lean to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I guess I'm leaning to Milwaukee because I just expect Giannis to kind of do whatever he wants. But I am looking at rebounds for either Kevin Love or Mobley. I don't know what the price is for, the, for Kevin Love double-double. I kind of mm-hmm. have to be tempted by it just based on the amount of minutes he should be getting. But mm-hmm. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee at home. But once again, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if Mitchell's playing. Like I, I really can't give a strong opinion on it if I don't know what the lineups are going to be.
0: Ah oh, man, this is going to be a public side because this is the bounce back spot, like of all bounce back spots, where they need to have a really good showing at home. Jared Allen's not there. It could be that monster Giannis game that we're waiting for. Yeah, um, I'm going to Milwaukee too. I'm going to Milwaukee too. I just. I don't think that Darius Garland is – like, if Drew Holiday plays, it's not going to be sweet for Darius Garland. And I think that's going to be the difference maker. Like, I think that Darius Garland is going to have trouble here. And if Donovan Mitchell plays, then, all right, great. You still – you know, he can't guard two people at once. But if if it's just Darius Garland and Drew Holiday is able to lock in defensively on him and play in this game, then, yeah. Uh, this, this is a tough handicap because there's so many different combinations of who could be in, who could be out. That would really change and sway one way or another how I feel. As of right now, for in terms of the show, I'm going to go Milwaukee minus four and a half. But just know that this handicap could easily change depending on the injury report.
1: Yeah, for me, I once again, it's it's some NBA games you can bet early, and you want to end up, you know, trying to get some line value. Milwaukee is a team, and really under the Boone Hoser era. You really just can't bet on the night before because you have no idea what the hell is gonna happen with the injury report. There's a lot mm-hmm. of there's a couple of teams like that. There's a growing number of them in the league. Milwaukee injury reports are always a circus. So I, I really have a hard time of picking anything in this game.
0: All right. Next game on the slate. We have oh well, two seventeen and a half. That's probably really my best bet. Give me the under. I oh, I forgot we didn't talk about that. It yeah, was two seventeen 20. and a half.
1: It was 220 on the overnight. I right, 100% see why it's dropping.
0: 100% see yeah. why it's dropping. I'm not mad at it. I'll play it down to, I'll probably let it to two sixteen, Probably where I'm like, all right, bro, I yeah. don't want it no more. But on here, 22. right here at two seventeen a half. No, I still like it. These are still two of the best defensive teams, even with Jared Allen out. Evan Mobley, still really good defensively on the inside. Uh, I just like how Bickerstaff has this team playing. How this team, both of these teams, like to slow the pace down a little bit, play out the half court. I expect to see a lot of that. This is an under game.
1: Actually, you know what? For a bonus prop, whatever the hell Mobley blocks are, I'll take the over.
0: I like that. All right, we got I'm gonna look that up because that's probably you're probably getting plus money for that too.
1: You might be, but with Allen being a great rim protector is no longer there. Kevin Love's not blocking anything, so it's gonna have to be <laughs> Mobley.
0: Yeah, Dean Wade. Well, Dean Wade might not even be playing in this one, but uh he's he's not affecting that either.
1: I wish there was alternative block prop somewhere. Just you know, just hope for a
0: Mitchell Ma- just hope for a Mobley masterclass of like four blocks and just see what yeah. happens. Yeah, that'd be crazy. All right. Houston Rockets going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Minus nine for the Mavericks. 220 and a half is the total. I mean, Dallas played last night when they let the Clippers come back. Still got the win, uh, says Cleaver, and JaVale Mc- Cleaver's questionable. JaVale McGee's out. Don't see anything here for Houston. Houston's so bad on the road, and they're terrible overall as they're 2-12 and
1: 12 straight up. But give me Houston on the money line. Let's have some fun.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's oh, that's not where I thought we were going with this. Oh, let's my have some God. fun. Let's oh, Scott, that's not where I thought we were going with this. I think uh, it's a good. Yeah. I think it's a good
1: spot for Houston. Like it's, yeah. it, at some point, do I think that Silas is a good coach? Not really. If I'm going to be honest, do I like the overall roster? Meh. But Dallas just had a war against the Clippers, and it was a rock fight, physical war, where yeah. it might have felt like two games because they were killing each other the entire way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you have three quarters that don't reach fifty, you know that they're trying to kill each other. It was a throwback to like early two thousands basketball. It's not that big of a deal for travel because both teams are in Texas. But do I think that fatigue's going to play a factor? Maybe even for Luka because he's playing 40-plus minutes. He had 35 points. He was just dying out there, and they still won the game. Give me Houston. I think it's a good spot to buy low on a team. You take one little flyer at it. If it doesn't work out, then whatever. You know, tread lightly. But mm. do I think Dallas on a back-to-back should be laying roughly nine or nine and a half? Not really. I don't think they should. Offensively, they rely on one guy. And if he's potentially fatigued, I don't know if anybody else can step up. But am I hoping that Jalen Green and Porter could match, maybe exceed the combo of Luka and Dinwiddie? Maybe. Mm. I think it's a decent spot to take a serious long shot flyer because Dallas might be exhausted. and And the Clippers are one of their bigger rivals in the league based on the playoff series and stuff like that. So maybe they might have been, you know, circling that game on the calendar. Now they're going to be a little bit hungover for this one. I think it's a decent spot for Houston. Give me Houston on the money line. Let's have some fun.
0: Uh. Unfortunately for the team's
1: talks, don't get me wrong, but I'm Oh yeah,
0: no, team no, team. no. So last the last four between the, well, I'll just go ahead and say last five. I always do last five. But for the last four that these teams have played, Dallas has won every single game by at the. least 10 points. Yeah. yeah. By at least 10 points in every <laughs> single game. And then you have Houston who came out there and got a win in April of 2021 as a 10-point dog. Man, I mean, it's plus 320. So, why not? Here's so here's my here's my reasoning, and it's there's no Javale McGee. You've shown that you, and this is the Christian Wood revenge game, and the um I don't even know who the fuck was on the other side of that trade. Actually, give me a Shen Goon masterclass <laughs> game. Let's go, let's go. Uh, but yeah, I actually don't remember who was on the other side of that Christian Wood trade. Was it just some random people? Or a pick? Was it a I'm pick?
1: Either, I'm trying to even remember. I think it was a
0: pick. I can't think of any... Let me look at this freaking roster. Who the fuck was on? No, I think it was a pick. I don't even think they got anybody on the other side of that tree. Either way, going back to that, without JaVale McGee, and you know how Dallas is rebounding the basketball, I think they're going to give up a bunch of rebounds to... Kevin Porter Jr., who is very active on the boards, to Jabari Smith, shang Like, I think they're going to give up a lot of rebounds. That's going to cut their possessions because, you know, the like, instead of getting second-chance points, instead of probably getting the best look that they want, I think that they're going to, you know, be a little colder tonight. They're not as hyped up for this game as they were against the Clippers, and I think those rebound chances are going to go to the Rockets more than they're going to go to the Mavericks, and I think those extra possessions, how relentless Houston can be sometimes, like forcing turnovers. I think that this can be a closer game than we expect. Like I know you have Luca, and he's like MVP favorite right now, second behind Jason Tatum. But man, I I really think this Houston team can put it together for this Dallas this Dallas game. I really do. I was on the Rockets. Plus nine. I was going to sprinkle on the money line. I am so glad that Scott's riding away with me. We're here. We're being degenerate together. What's that money line? It was three twenty. Plus three twenty. I love it. Absolutely. It's a back
1: to back spot, and we know and it's, the a ba- it's a back. It's
0: a back to back. Yes. The Mavericks like, come on. hate
1: the Clippers. They take those games personally because of the bubble and everything that happened over there. So I think that this game could be an easy look ahead spot where Dallas is just happy they beat the Clippers and they're going to look past this team.
0: All right. Man, that was fun. Great. Excited. I'm excited for that game. Can't wait. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knicks going to play the Denver Nuggets. Minus three and a half for the Nuggets. 226 and a half is the total. Come all the way down from 233. This line actually, I actually don't believe that this is what this line opened at. Because no way the Nuggets opened up as minus nine. So I, I don't actually believe those numbers, to be honest.
1: I can understand uh, that kind of, Nick's on a back-to-back with travel with altitude.
0: Nine? Nine to yeah. three and a half? I, nah. I
1: think like, well, Jok- I don't know how much Jokic is worth. I mean, that's really the Okay, question. well,
0: maybe. All right.
1: That's what I'm saying. Jokic probably is worth like six plus points. So I can okay. kind of understand that.
0: All right. Nikola Jokic, if you didn't hear, he's out with COVID protocols. So he's not playing in this game. Aaron Gordon is questionable with that illness. Uh, Bones Highland probably hanging out licking doorknobs with Jokic. He's doubtful with COVID protocols. I don't know how Bones Highland. So is Jokic the one that has it, and Bones Highland doesn't have it, and that's why he's doubtful. And they're trying to see if they can get him to play. I I, I guess
1: Jokic and Highland are just you know friends, and nobody else talks to Jokic because nobody else is on. COVID <laughs> and protocol.
0: Aaron Gordon just just so happens to be sick. He's yeah. he don't has it he doesn't have COVID. He's just sick. Uh, Ishmael doubtful with a calf injury as well. <laughs> And for the Knicks, we have nothing because they played yesterday. So flying by to see your pants there. have
1: Robinson is probably out. But yeah. I mean, I, this line overnight was a Knicks uh, plus four and a half. I probably should have taken it because the line was only going to go down. I am going to go with the Knicks here. I can understand Denver, you know, potentially having a couple guys step up. Mm-hmm. I believe I went through the numbers uh, last year. Jokic missed uh, eight games, and they were two and six straight up. Now, that was without Porter Jr. and without Jamal Murray, but Jokic does everything for that team. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I feel like Jokic is one of those players who you're looking at the actual, uh, you know, points for the spread and how much it drops, and you see six points or seven points, and you're like, all right, is that even enough? Like, Jokic is so valuable to that team. You could tell me Jokic is worth, like, ten points, and I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna go with the Knicks here. I just think that with Jokic being out, he facilitates. He can score. He get he does everything for the team. Give me the Knicks. I think they'll perform well here after they really look good against Utah last night.
0: Man, I tried to search Michael Porter Jr. without stats, without Jokic, and it told me we understand what you're asking, but we have no results. So okay. No, no uh, <laughs> chat record did they, there. Do they, they, they Murray stats? Yeah, but this stuff is like from 2016 to 2019. Whatever, yeah. Like this is literally the old logo, Denver Nuggets. (laughs) So as I'm not even going to. I'll
1: ask you straight up then. Conceptually, do you like Denver with no Jokic? Because I don't know how I'm supposed to. You have what DeAndre Jordan playing 25 minutes? He's arguably the worst player in the league.
0: Yeah, I know, and 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 that's basically what it. Do you like the Knicks on a back to back, or do you like Denver with no with no Jokic? I'll, I'll tell name. you what I love the under. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the with. under, and I would play a So under for the Nuggets as well because I truly don't think that the Nuggets are going to be able to find ways to keep the offense going consistently for the entire portion of this game without Jokic in the lineup. Like Jokic is the scorer, he's the rebounder, he's the floor general, he does all of that. So you're asking like you're you you can not ask one person to step up and do all that you have to expect different contributions from different areas michael porter jr aaron gordon y'all gonna have to kill the fucking glass tonight like y'all are going to have to be on the glass tonight jamal murray you can't just go out there and get your own shot tonight you have to set other people up you have to uh, keep the offense going making sure that we're not getting into these one two minute three minute spills where we're not scoring the basketball so It's a lot of contributions that I have to expect everybody else to do. I'm not so certain that everybody else is going to live into that. And it's not too many times that this team plays without Jokic. So, yeah, give me the Knicks here plus three and a half. I don't like it with the Knicks on the back-to-back, honestly, but I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I kind of have to. I just think Jokic is that valuable to this team.
0: All right. Uh, Anything else for this game?
1: Randall double double killed me yesterday. Shout out to Jericho Sims though, double double off the bench. Yeah, uh, somebody's gonna have to rebound. I'm assuming the Knicks should dominate the glass because DeAndre Jordan is really, really bad. Like they don't have many other options. Oh, I
0: fuck! I forgot they got DeAndre Jordan. Oh I said before god, he's arguably he the worst so player in the league, and he's the star. No, there center. was a play on. It was a play on Twitter. It was so. Bad. Yeah, it was the offensive oh, rebounds against
1: the Celtics on Friday night. Oh
0: my fucking god! Wow, he's terrible. I forgot about that. Oh, and I'm
1: seeing it, videos of Dwight Howard in Taiwan. I'm like, that should be you. Like, you should be the backup center on this Denver team. But
0: <laughs> I mean it is what it is, man. Yeah, no, Dwight Howard definitely Dwight Howard definitely should be backup center on this team. What who said that we take DeAndre Jordan over Dwight Howard right he's
1: now? He's in Taiwan now. So, you know, he's doing his thing. But still. Yeah,
0: he's getting paid a bag too, man. He probably yeah. looks like he probably looks like Jordan over here.
1: Either way, point is, with him playing 20-something minutes, the Knicks should really dominate in the paint. Jordan is cooked. He's really, really bad. Give me the Knicks. I don't know know who's going to get the rebounds, but there's a lot up for grabs. Let's put it that way.
0: Man, that's crazy. Forgot all about that. Hilarious. Forgot he was on that team. Yes, man. Matter of fact, if I can get Knicks center props, I'm probably going to take him. I don't know who to That'd take, be hard. Though,
1: Hardenstein doesn't play enough
0: for double No, so – and and he'd go back and forth with whether Sims is starting or Hardenstein starting. Sims honestly, had double off the bench yesterday. Honestly and truly, if I find any prop on a Knicks center, I'm probably just going to take it blindly and just, just say that. bet them that. all and hope one of them cashes because Jordan's giving you nothing for the Nuggets. Yep, pretty much. Next game on the slate, we have the wa- – the, whoa, slow down. Take your time. We already we- did Washington. Read and then say what you got to say. Yes. Hello, people. We're back. Sorry for that. Golden State Warriors are playing the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This line was at minus one and a half when we started the show. It was at one when we were talking about the Knicks, and now i just seen it come down to minus and a half. So live moving on the odds right there. Two twenty eight is the total. I'll just let you take whatever line helps your handicap. And injury report: We have Patrick Baldwin Jr. is out with the back injury. Clay, I think, is I, he's probably no, questionable. He's in. He's in. but he should be playing. Yeah, he should be playing. That was he I was don't even see him as injury questionable. Injury. Well, I, just, I just see him as being in. Okay, cool, great. That's probably why uh, the line is moved because Clay yeah, is Clay's active. in. Landry Shamet concussion. He's out. Paul Chris Paul is questionable with the heel injury. Uh, I mean, we have the grudge match yet again. These two teams played what twice this year? Once this year already? They played once. And the Suns won by thirty. Yep, one thirty-four to one hundred five as a two-point favorite at home. This game is at home again. I mean, the Warriors have just been so bad on the road, man. They're over. They can't be any worse on the road. I I, I mean, is there a case that they show up their best road game against this Suns team that they? I, I would like to say that they feel comfortable against, but it is like this is a lot of the Suns winning games and the Warriors winning games when they matter. Suns are 6 and 1 at home. Warriors are literally 0
1: and 7. So, you know, Phoenix was awful. Uh, they're, uh, they lost their last two road games. Uh, they lost three of four on the road trip, but the Miami one was an nail biter. They lost by one. It was also the final game of an East Coast trip. Now they're traveling back west. I might have been looking ahead for the Warriors game, to be honest. But. Golden State beat San Antonio. Yeah. Congratulations. Like, I, I don't really know what that means to me. You're a very good home <laughs> team. You're an abysmal road team. I'm on the Suns here. Uh, Clay being back, uh, I don't know if that even means anything. I don't think Clay's a very good basketball player right now. So I am going to just plant my flag there. I have for a couple months. Uh, we'll see how he looks, but I'm not expecting him to look good. Okay.
0: Scott, I'm sorry, but this line movement is insane. Like all of this is happening while we're literally now the Golden State Warriors are minus a half point favorite.
1: There's got to be an injury that we're missing here. Like I don't know what is happening. Let me go search. You keep I going. see Aiton playing
0: and Keep Ayton Ayton going with your handicap. I'm I'm about to try to find this because based on the over.
1: information I have now, I'm going to take the Suns because Golden State over on the road. Clay's back in the lineup, but I don't know if that means anything. He had two points and got ejected in the first game. Aiton killed them in the first meeting. My favorite play, by the way, in this game is Kavon a Looney under eight and a half rebounds. Mm-hmm. If you want a really insane stat, Looney's played against the Suns 20 times in his career. <laughs> he's had less than nine rebounds, 19 of the 20 times. 19 Young. of 20. his rebounding numbers nine or, or eight and a half in this one. I'm on the under for Looney rebounds. I think he's going to get into foul trouble. I think he's probably not going to play much, but, you're telling me he said 19 back? of 20? 19 of 20. I mean, he was that- a bench player for the beginning. Yeah,
0: but no, but still, like, I counted even it. It's even 19 of
1: 20. 19 of 20. All
0: right. So, uh, I, I got it. I have to play a prop that's 19 of 20 on a player that nobody cares about. It's
1: 19 of 20.
0: I, like, I nobody's sitting here running to bet Kevon Looney props. So, I I mean, I just have to feel like I have to take that.
1: I bet it in the first game. It cashed easily. Um, it was 18 of 19. Now it's
0: 19 of 20. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, man, I I want to go Golden State, but I just I mean, there's no Chris Paul line flip back like this. But I don't like even know what Chris Paul's everywhere. worth anymore.
1: No offense to Chris Paul. I still like him as a player, but I'm assuming the markets still have him being worth like three points or so. He doesn't get any separation anymore. He's averaging less than ten points a game. Like I, I don't know what Chris Paul's even worth at this point in his career. I think the important players are playing in the game. Yeah, that's how I feel. And Eaton being back is so a huge deal because he's done well against Looney, historically speaking, every time they've played.
0: Yeah. All right. Phoenix minus a half or plus a half or minus one, minus one and a half, whatever the fuck you get it at. Where I'm, We're on Phoenix.
1: I like the under in this game,
0: though. Okay.
1: Phoenix went nuts. They scored 130-something points. Golden State on the road has not been great. I know defensively Golden State's been a train wreck, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping Phoenix slows the pace and just does not let Golden State try to get into transition. They should be a better half court team than Golden State, based on what we've seen this season. So
0: I'm gonna an And fan. I think this is a better game. Honestly, I do I really do think this is one of their better road games that they've had over the course of the season. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think this is gonna be a better game and it's gonna be, you know, one of those closer defensive, nationally televised games that uh You know, you're expecting to see a whole bunch of people score a whole bunch of points. And, you know, it's really only one person on each side that kind of does work. So, yeah, I'm with you.
1: But you're on the over or the under? I'm on under. Okay. I'm on the under.
0: All right. Before we get into our lock and dog for this segment, got to talk to you about the SGPN World Cup free roll contest exclusively in the SGPN app. $250. Dollars cash to the winner, $250 gift card to the winner for our merch store. Just make sure you enter today on SGPN app and check out all of our World Cup content on sportsgamingpodcast.com. Uh, SGPN World Cup kicking off, World Cup podcast kicking off. Scott, you're you're uh contributing to the podcast, are you not? I'm editing, so yes. yeah, editing, editing podcast, so behind the scenes stuff, but you know, we're I'm going to be a soccer sharp. You may call me, hmm, is it? No, soccer Sean, because so I don't want to say shocker rail. I'm going to find some type of way to put soccer in my name. I'll I'll help
1: you with that. I'll try to help you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh All right. We also have the merch store, store store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go there, get 10% off all merch with the promo code Dallas Sucks. Dallas Sucks. Yes, that's what it spelled out all this time, if you didn't know. Dallas sucks. That's why it's great. D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. That is the promo code, all caps. And you can get 10% off the merch store until Thanksgiving. Make sure you get that done because Thanksgiving is next week, people. And the Giants will beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in front of everybody. It's going to be great. All right, lock and dog. Let's see here. What do I like on this slate?
1: By the way, uh, Drew's asking about the totals for the uh, Rockets-Mavs game at the Bulls-Pelicans. Oh. Uh, I, I'm on the under and that Mavericks total. The pace is just so slow. I'm assuming they'll dictate it. So I like the under in that Dallas total. And okay. for the Bulls-Pelicans, I'm going to lean over.
0: Yeah, I don't really have a good feel on either one of those. Tokens. Neither
1: do I, but since he asked.
0: Uh, yeah, I would play under. If I think the Rockets win, I think it goes under.
1: Dallas and... on a back-to-back, and they play the slowest pace in the league. I kind of yeah. have to like the under in that one.
0: Yeah, I feel good. I feel a lot better about that under than the Bulls-Pelicans over. I agree. All right. What's my lock for today? Um, oh, Paulo Bancaro's out, by the way. That officially came down during the podcast. He's officially out. Man, is it as easy as just saying Charlotte minus two and a half? I feel like it is. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with the home team. Charlotte minus two and a half. That's my lock. For my dog. Knicks? No, not off of back to back, even though it is a really good spot. Uh... I'll go with Chicago. I'll go with Chicago rested, rest disparity, back to back for New Orleans. Also, not knowing one Zion might not even play. To be honest, yep. like he might sit Zion for. This I said the
1: tag team. team idea where he yeah might, play, might not. Like I don't know who the hell is going to play for that. Yeah,
0: team. yeah. I'll go. I'll go Chicago, and I'll take Chicago on the money line. All right. What's your lock and dog? Okay, so
1: for the lock, I've been doing a lot of player props, went 0 for yesterday, so I'll switch back up to regular stuff. Uh, for the lock, I got a couple
0: options here. Wait, so what was you? You ended up going Charlotte for your lock? Yeah, Charlotte minus two and a half and Bulls' money line.
1: Okay. I'm going to double lock Charlotte. Uh, I wanted to maybe make a case for the Rockets plus nine, uh, yeah. which I don't mind either, but with Halliburton being questionable, I kind of have to like Charlotte in the spot for the chance that Halliburton doesn't play, he's really the entire offense in terms of creation. So mm-hmm. if if he misses, that's a huge deal. I'll get in early. Uh, I'll go with Charlotte there. Because I think they could beat him without, with Halliburton in the lineup anyway because the Pacers are 6-6. Six and six. They're mm-hmm. still not a very good team. So I, I think Charlotte's a bit undervalued with Lomelo being back now. So I'll go with Charlotte as well. For my dog, I do like the Rockets, but I'm not sure if I want to go for a Hail Mary throw there, plus 320. I'm going to take the Knicks. I think the Knicks are going to end up winning this game. Oh, Andre, really? You didn't
0: take the Rockets? Oh, uh, I thought I you were going to take the Rockets. All right, no. I switched mine. I don't want the Bulls anymore. I want the Rockets. Okay. All right, sorry.
1: And that's plus 320. Um, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Uh, I think that it's a very good price at around plus 140. Maybe an alt line. I can see the Knicks winning comfortably in this game. I really can because Jokic is really just the heart and soul of the entire team. So I do think I'll end up seeing the Knicks potentially win this game comfortably. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's playing 20-something minutes. Good luck to you. But I do think if you want to look for some alternative lines here, uh, do I want to make a case for – sorry, let me let me just see what I got here for the Knicks. You know what? Yeah, I'll go alternative. Give me the Knicks minus 4.5 at plus 215. I think they'll win comfortably. I really don't think the Nuggets have many other options. Bones Highlands, one of their bench guys who could go for 30 in any given game. He's also probably not going to play. You really just need Porter and Murray to play well. Mm-hmm. I don't feel certain about that, but I think the Knicks have the depth. They have some weapons, and they they ended up you know, playing well yesterday. They responded well to that awful game against OKC. Give me the Knicks. I'll take an alternative there on the Knicks, uh, minus four and a half had plus 215 and they went comfortably.
0: All right. Love it. Yeah, I'm on the Rockets. I'm taking the Rockets plus 2 plus 320. I thought Scott was going to give it out so I didn't want I to thought about 100. it too. I
1: almost did, but I I do feel better about the Rockets plus 9.
0: But I won't renege my Bulls call. I'll just give them out as a bonus, bonus lock. Yeah. yeah. Bonus lock Bulls plus 3 Bulls money line. I like the Bulls today. All right, everyone. That's it for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling podcast. Make sure you leave reviews. We need reviews. We need reviews. We need reviews. Like, y'all don't understand how bad we need the reviews. We need the reviews. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to have the most reviews out of anybody. I'm trying to show off. I'm trying to tell everybody that we are great, that we are awesome, that we are giving out a whole bunch of great plays. So, yes, leave reviews, all of that. I I love talking shit, so I would love the opportunity to talk shit. And the show is just doing like great growth wise. I don't think we told, I don't think we said it on the show, but doing very, very great growth wise. We were top 10 at one point in basketball podcasts in the US, like top 10 in basketball podcasts. I think we've fallen back down somewhere in the 20s, but about top 25 is where we hang out. So yeah, like really, really good. Appreciate all the love, everything you guys show the show, all of that. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here?
1: No, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of NBA gambling podcast episodes, NFL gambling podcast. I know we just dropped the totals episode. We're also going to have the Thursday night football episode coming up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, besides that, still doing tennis and yeah, a lot of sports going on, a lot of money to be made. I know you're doing college experience stuff, a lot of college yep. sports going on. Yeah, let's make some money.
0: Do you fade me on the Thursday night football preview this week because I'm looking ahead to the New York football Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys next week?
1: That's actually exciting, by the way. We got a couple. Three
0: games. games. We have three three games games next week. We are going to have so much fun on that pod next week. And it's like, so I don't know. You might have to fade me this week. I'm 100% in a look ahead spot. I'm telling you right now. All right. Other than that, no idea what to say, no idea what to talk about, no idea what to do, no idea how to end the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna-